Before we start the podcast on this Friday, who do we have on the phone? Hey, Miguel and Holly. How are you doing? Oh, we're so good, Jacob. How are you doing? I am doing good, doing good. Holly, guess what, Holly? Now, um, I was going through my archives of your old stuff, right? Oh. I found this CD of Miguel Fuller when he was 31 years old on August 21st, 2017. Can Ooh. you believe that? Actually, I can. Yes, I absolutely can believe that. You are like the archivist of Tampa Bay Radio, so that makes 100% sense. But I'm curious if Miguel said anything crazy or if you listened in on that time period. Mm-hmm. Well, because he said, well, because he said, Holly, you know what I mean when it's, well, because, well, because I do remember you saying it's the day before your birthday. And then you're like, all you do is win. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that, Holly? Probably. Yeah, that that, sounds... that maybe sounds like something I would do. <laughs> Jacob, do you feel like I have aged like a fine wine? Or maybe like some old cheese? <laughs> I don't think so. 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 Sometimes I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Sometimes I think you sound like you're 29 sometimes. You know that? Yeah. Wow. When you first started, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, Jacob, two times, tell everyone what podcast they are listening to. They are listening to the Sweet Holly O'Connor podcast with the 29-year-old Miguel Fuller on <laughs> 21.5. Scotty the Body, my favorite midday DJ. There you go. Yes. Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo and my ha-ha. Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Thank you to Jacob Two Times for helping us start the podcast. And by the way, there are some things... This is what happens when our show and our apparatus of broadcasting is held together by shoestrings. Oh, yeah. So what, what happened? Like, I'm not a video person. Yeah. But I sort of put together the videos that you see on the Miguel and Holly Instant on YouTube. You do good. I, girl, it's you done good. Son. It's very much like I'm in middle school and I'm just <laughs> like putting some stuff together. Um, so there's like stuff that you can hear on the podcast that you can't see on the YouTube channel. And then there are things on the YouTube channel podcast that you can't hear on the audio podcast where you listen to. So if you're ever bored, you can just explore both and see the differences. <laughs> and oh, maybe you got time. Right. And today's podcast is actually going to be very much centered around that because we are exactly a year that we have officially, like, the world changed. That it's, everything was different. It's a year. Um, what did you call it on the air this morning, Holly? The Paniversary. The Paniversary. When everything changed. Yeah. So we're going to spend a couple minutes reflecting on what this year has brought us, how much we have changed, what has happened in our lives. And then I was just going through the podcast from a year ago. So today is March 12th. 2021, we're going to go back to March 12th, 
2020. Oh, geez. This is literally the day after the NBA canceled their season. The World Health Organization declared it a world pandemic. Oh. Uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson said that they had coronavirus. I mean, that's when, like, everything was just scary. That's when we were like, so I guess we got to, like, what should we do? Right. Because that was, remember, when Wuhan was, like, shut down. Mm-hmm. And yes. It, like, Italy, if you remember, Italy was like, don't let this be your reality. Like, they were in their houses. They couldn't go outside. And we were mm-hmm. like, no. We got it's America. Th- this is America. <laughs> we no don't way. let viruses in our borders. Hell no. <laughs> but, I mean, unfortunately, I was one of those people. I was like, yeah. well, and, and you can hear, you know, we'll put this on the end of what our current conversation is. But it's so interesting to hear the naivete mm. of us being like, well, I mean, you know, we have to be broadcasters. Well, we have to, like, jump into formation and do it. I was going to say, that's what we're trained to do, though. Right. We, Literally, you said that same word, that same phrase. Did I? Yeah. We're trained because we're also trained to make you not panic because right. how irresponsible would it be for us to have been like, go get toilet paper! <laughs> no! We can't. Right. Even right if now. we maybe felt that way, which we didn't, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I did feel that way. Um, but it's interesting because we sound so... It's like knowing what we know now yeah, and like what we've been through. We yeah. just are like, okay, this is crazy, guys. We're here for you. And Like we were going to do something <laughs> other than talk at you. Like little did we know the emotional train wreck that we would all become over the next 12 months. Um, but sort of reflecting on that before we go back in time to where we were, yeah. what has this year been like and what have you sort of discovered about yourself and other people oh, yeah. in this past year mm. or how have your relationships changed? Because I feel like everything that we've gone through this year, I've had several relationships that have changed because of it, several friendships. Um, I've discovered more about myself, mm. uh, my fiance, about us, about even boss man Will um, in this past year. So whoever wants to sort of go first and then it's not like the show we have to like, all right, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. And how's going to do it? It'll just be an open discussion. Whoever um, wants to jump in first. Okay. So let me be the first to say that I, and this is delicate because I don't want to hurt I, uh, I don't want him, you know, like, I don't want to come off any type of way, like, uncaring. Right. However, when the pandemic first happened and when things first started to shut down, I was giddy. Mm. I was giddy. What do you mean? Because I had been going through some stuff in my personal life in, like, 2019. Mm-hmm. And this was early 2020. And everything was kind of the same. And it, it felt like I had sort of been... Like, I I can't really get into all the personal stuff that I was going through. However, it felt like when things started to shut down and everybody had to, like, not go out and change their habits and, like, isolate themselves, it felt like everyone was catching up to where I was at. Mm. And selfishly, I was like, I'm back on the same level as everyone else. Yeah. Mm. And so that felt good. It also was, like, just a change of life for a second. Like, obviously... The deaths were horrifying, and I would never want anybody to have to do what we did through the pandemic. Like, I wouldn't wish for it again, but the fact that, like, in our career, we do sort of jump up, and uh, we're, like, 
we're not first responders in a sense of like the paramedics or police or hospital workers or, you know, those types of frontline essential workers. We're not like that, but we are essential workers in a sense of we are there for the general public in a different way. Um, that's still considered essential by the state, by the government, because we still had to come into work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that felt good to be needed in that way again. Mm. It doesn't yes. happen too often in a broadcaster's career. Like, a hurricane will come through, and like even though it's devastating, you feel like this sense of purpose as a broadcaster that you're doing what your, your God-given like base needs are right. you're fulfilling that community service aspect of why you got into this business so in that way it it was like okay i'm now on level playing field with everybody and we're doing the um deepest we're fulfilling the deepest calling of this job and that felt good right. and it just it was so uncertain i almost felt like a sense of calm in the storm Mm, Does that make any sense? When all that first stuff was starting um, and then changed. So that was my that was my first blush. And I have some other thoughts if you want to. I want to jump in and say that I I feel you on that. Like. Weirdly, one of my talents that I've been told through talent coaches and in the industry is in chaos. I really help steady the ship. Yeah. That I think because my 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 growing up was chaos, that I love order and I love to be able to put things in a particular order and to be like, I'm here to give you information and to be calm. Yeah. And it's sort of like the reporter, you know, like I always think about Anderson Cooper in the beginning of his career is he like paid his own money to go to a war torn country and to report. Because he wanted to tell those stories and he wanted to get um, a microphone to the people that needed to be heard. Yeah. And like most normal people are like, bitch, I am fleeing from that scene. But he wanted to go into it because he feels so passionately about telling those stories. And so in that same sense, there's different levels to like why I love this job. And the Mm -hmm. first one is like communicating and making you laugh and help you start your day. But like you said, Holly, at the core... I come alive when we are in an emergency situation and we have to disseminate all the information to you in a calm, collected way and really help you. Yeah. Not just be like, here are some tickets or here is a gift card to somewhere. That's but like the like, fluff of the job. Right. That like that's do. fun to be able to help you enjoy, enhance your life with food or um, attractions or things. But when you need help and we are in a position to be able to really steady the ship for you and to m- help you make important life decisions. Yeah. So like a meteorologist, you know, like especially in Florida, you know, eight months out of the year, they're like, girl, it's sunny. Yeah. It's humid. <laughs> exactly. But like you can tell like when there's a storm in the summertime or a hurricane season, that's when those people come alive. Yeah. Because mm. literally your their life is dependent upon them, mm. you know, and they take that responsibility heartily just like we do and you can hear it at the beginning of this and how i remember feeling at the beginning of it it was like we have to make sure that you have all the proper information exactly that's what our job is that's what i feel like core the core of a broadcaster is 
that. So we were sort of fulfilling our duty. Now, we're two people that have been in the business for a long time. Scott, do you remember how you were feeling at the very beginning as someone that's still new to the industry? I mean, I think it, it kind of just fell across those guidelines. Not, I don't think as extreme, but it felt in a way like, you know, I always like to think of my purpose as like to entertain, inform, and inspire, like to have those three. And mm. it felt really good to be like, you know, to be able to do all those things with purpose where people, you know, are literally turning to you to be, for me, I like to be the escape. Mm. So in those cases, like we did provide as much information as possible, but also as we saw the months go on, it felt really good to be the person I was like, yo, like my life is just in shambles. I at least have these couple hours when we're on the air and like we're entertaining them, making their day a little bit brighter when the next day isn't so clear of what's going to happen. Yeah. That's like so fulfilling to me because that's why I do everything I do from hosting trivia on a random Tuesday or Thursday night to going on the radio and just being somebody that's like, oh, you know what? I don't know what's going on in my life, but he made me laugh. It felt good to actually have that purpose. Mm. I remember one day probably beginning of April Mm -hmm. and – because remember, our podcast, I think we did it like three days a week or two days a week at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. And then I think a week into the uh, sort of like when we went into like super lockdown, we were like, all right. When things started happening fast. Yeah. We were like, all right, we're going to take it daily because information was coming quickly. Yeah. And so the podcast was sort of the way to get information out. Like what businesses are open for takeout? Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. where can you go? Like. What are some resources that you that you need? And so it felt really good to be able to help in like a real tangible way. Yeah. 100%. That was so good. But I think what really like the thing that reverberates is just the like pure exhaustion, like the mental yeah. exhaustion, the emotional exhaustion, because we in here were like, the ship is steady. Here's the information. And then as soon as I would get in my car from the station, I would literally just sit for like five minutes and just like stare out because I'd be like for like eight hours. We've just been like, because remember, hoo, the hoo. show started going from six until noon. Yeah. And yeah. then we would do the podcast for five days a week. Yes. And so it was just so much mentally that I I would get home and just be like. I've got nothing else. So like, my cup is empty. That would that would have been like uh, April, because it started around now, mm-hmm. March, mid-March. And then I remember March 13th, I picked my daughter up from school, and as I was taking her out of aftercare, which she would go to and doesn't anymore because of the pandemic. Wow. Um, but anyway, as I was picking her up from aftercare, I looked at the school, and I was like, Things are real touch and go right now. I don't know when she's going to be back because mm. we were headed into spring break. That's right. Oh, and yeah, because we're supposed to take that Monday off. We were. Wow. Yeah. And we were like, well, let's play it by ear. We may need to come in that Monday. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We came yeah. in that Monday. We literally didn't take a day off until like July, I think. Correct. So, but my, they sent my daughter home with like her little um, workbook, like her Mac, not Mac, but whatever computer thing that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent her home with all of it because they're like, we don't know, but better to be safe than sorry. So as I got that backpack and it was super heavy, I was like, oh. this is ominous. Mm. This is foreshadowing. This feels weird. Yeah, I right. even took a moment in the parking lot to like look at the school and be like, mm. I feel it coming. Right. Ah, and yeah. so yeah. that was mid-March. And then like you said, all that stuff, we jumped into action. Great. And then the kids were on spring break, or at least my kid was. And then when like people didn't know what to do about school going back after spring break, and then they were like, 
we're going to go virtual. So then, like, my life on the personal side, I had to, like, pull a lot of strings. I had to make a lot of big grown-up decisions and, like, put my foot down in a couple areas of my life that actually needed to happen. Mm. Um, But then it was still stressful because then, starting in April... Virtual schooling happened. Right. And so as April and May rolled on, and you're talking about the exhaustion we felt with, like, eight hours, you know, on the air, doing the podcast, giving our all, because that's what we do in our job, I would get in my car and I would drive home, and there were three people at my house that had just been there with each other all day with this, you know, crazy news going on, Mm -hmm. trying to also get a first grader through school online. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I walked in the door, they'd be like, Mommy! Oh, what do you need? I need this. Oh, my God, your mom today. And I'm like, mm. oh, my God. So it was like the buildup started. And, like, the first week or so was, like, okay. And as the weeks went by with this online schooling and everyone's just staring at each other in their face, and I was just like, I'm not. What was really kind of fun at the beginning now is starting to be like, when do I get a break? Right. And then – like the summer happened and I'm not I wasn't going to send her to summer camp because yeah. you couldn't and then she was just sitting at home all day and then like the three of them that were at home all day were just kind of like this is a lot yeah. because it is a lot and it was like uh I started to get like my, my mental health I noticed that's I started by the way Neurospot TMS around the same time last year thank mm. god for that mm-hmm. <laughs> because by this time summer came around it was just so exhausting right. it was being on all day long in mm. some form or another. And it was so tiring. And by the time we got to Labor Day, it was like tensions were real high at my house. There were some explosions that happened. It was just everybody was feeling that strain of something that we thought back in March was going to last for like maybe a month or two tops. Yeah. Was now getting worse with no end in sight. Right. Yeah. And then that's just the pandemic. Let's not forget that George Floyd happened, mm-hmm. that Breonna Taylor happened. Mm-hmm. That So you've got, like, the pandemic and everyone's mental health is crazy now. And you've got all of this societal race-related stuff happening. And we started gearing up for an election. Yeah. It felt like what at one point was like, we're here to help everybody. We got this. Yeah, we are here for you. Was suddenly like, mm, I don't know what else to do. Well... Shit's heavy again today. Uh, What's next? It it turned over the course of probably five months completely in a different direction. I mean, I remember because I believe George Floyd passed, um, was killed um, the week Memorial Day weekend. And yes, I think so. I remember whatever day that was that like Atlanta started to like burn and my mom was oh on the phone gosh, yeah. and she was like crying because she was scared. I was like, I feel like when my grandma said growing up that we're living in our last days, like I truly felt that in my heart. I was like, I don't know what's about to happen. If like it's the the rapture side of things or if like how I grew up believing that like Jesus is going to blow the trumpets and he coming down and we're about to like, if you going to heaven, you going, if you're not, you stuck. I was like... <laughs> Something's about to happen because I feel like we had just reached a fever pitch of just everything. And I remember that one point where the protesters were in D.C. and um, President Trump walked to that church and they were like shooting out tear gas to the peaceful protesters. And he held up that Bible in front of the church. I was like, this is it. (laughs) 
this I don't know what's about I Jesus is coming, y'all. This is it. We're done as a society. Like I got nothing else. It felt that way. Signing off forever, Miguel and Holly and Scott. It felt that way. <laughs> and th- you know what's interesting? Let me give you like a weird perspective on that. I saw a TikTok months ago. It was this older gentleman who God knows how he had got his way to TikTok. <laughs> but he was like, somebody asked me if like this is it this is it. Is this the end? And has this ever has this level of crazy ever happened before? He's like let me take you to the 60s mm-hmm. when Kennedy was assassinated, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, mm-hmm. the Vietnam War was raging on, and nobody knew when the end of it was happening. Mm. Like, there were protests, there were riots, there, like, the pr- the president, which, like, there was all of this. He's like, it was very similar. But after that, the summer of love happened. Right. And, you know, different things started happening, and he's like, just hold on. Mm. It will get better. Mm. And I right. was like, it's good to have it in perspective that, like, it's sort of almost cyclical where it feels like the world is falling apart and, like, we manage to swing by by the, like, skin of our teeth. And then it's like, we good? Mm. Not that we're even there yet. No, it was, we need it, it was an love. interesting perspective from this older man who had been through all of those catastrophic events as well. I'm actually ready for the disco era to come back. Uh, <laughs> oh, me too. I'm ready. Like, is that coming back? You know like, who could bring it back? Dua Lipa. Do it. Bring a girl. Come on. Now, Scott, you've been quiet because obviously your year has just been... Mm. Oh. You're so good at picking up on things. I don't know. I feel really triggered. I don't know. Like, thinking about the last year. Like, yeah. I don't know. It kind of makes me a little pissed off. Just because, like, I'm so happy, like, we are getting to a place, like, where it's, like, we are getting, and this is where I get so bitter with, like, in a good way, like, thank God people could see their families again, but I just, I don't know, I get in a weird place right now, because, you know, last year my mom was in the hospital a lot, and I get really upset because I wasn't able to see her for a lot of months. Yes. (laughs) And so that's what I think of when I think of last year, like, think of last summer, and I think of all the times, like, I just wish, like, it could be now at least, Mm. where I I could visit Mm. her. And actually be in, like, the rehab center with her because for the last couple months before she passed, I couldn't. Yeah. And I had to talk to her on the phone, and thank God I did. But there was just a lot of tough moments where it's so weird to think about it now. Like, wow, like, you know, we're four months out, and people are able to, like, go in and do stuff, and life is coming back to normal. And not, it feels not fair because it's it, not fair. It does feel a little not fair. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just a weird feeling. Like, I have this weird, like, uh, not, I guess, yeah, like, a little bit of anger right now. Like, of course, it was going to be a turning tide of, like, life would be going back to normal and vaccines would be coming. I just wish it was a little bit different timing. And mm. I I know so many families feel like that if they lost somebody and oh my gosh, things like yeah. that could be a little different because it was so, it, it is so hard to even think back and being like, I couldn't even, like, go in. I, like, and thank God, like, a couple things happened where I actually got to see my mom in person, like, the week before she passed because my dad decided to drive her over here to Tampa to get another, like, doctor's perspective on everything. But without that, it would have been months before I actually got to, like, like hold my mom's hand. And, like, because my dad did what he did, like, I actually had that moment. Mm. And I'm forever thankful for that. But it's just I remember driving up and not being able to, like, I just couldn't. I couldn't go inside. I had to, like, stare through a window, and that part just, it really just hits hard when I think about last year. So that's kind of where I'm at. There's a lot of, it's a, I would imagine, and tell me if I'm wrong, maybe the feeling that you're feeling besides anger and um, sadness is 
what is it? What is it? I want to name bitterness, maybe, and some jealousy. That jealousy would be one. You yeah. that it isn't fair. I'm I'm like I'm crying for you. It's 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 jealousy because it's like other people got like if their if their parent has passed away, maybe they got those like final months to like be with them, and you through COVID did not. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I think the word that comes to my mind is jealousy. Yeah, like. And it's just, for me, it's the biggest reminder, like, going forward to, like, take advantage of time because you don't know when you're mm. not going to be able to see somebody in person. Right. right. But it is, it's such a beautiful thing. Like, when people are, like, talking about going to see their families right now, it's just, I feel, like, both sides. I'm like, I'm so pumped for you, and I'm so jealous of you at the same time. Yes. Because so, I would do anything to have a that's okay, situation. by the way, to feel that way. Absolutely. Feel all the feelings because you are entitled because that's, that's your story and that's your experience. So when I mentioned that during the show today, when we were talking about, you know, how President Biden uh, said that hopefully by July 4th, you'll be able to have a small 4th of July gathering with people. And here in Florida, obviously, we did that last 4th of July because we were in Florida and we've been open. But, you know, if you have family members that live out west or in a state like New York or wherever where it's been shut down, when I mentioned that, did, did that thought cross your head? Yeah, this it crosses every single time. That's literally, that's probably the first thing I think of is just mother bleeper. Like, I just get really upset because I'm like, man, if it could just be like a, just a little bit of a time shift, mm. you know, if ever, like whatever, you know, would have ended up happening, I just would have loved to have those months. Because the thing that really sucked about last year is because we were still living in a time where it's like, I don't know if I should go home. Like, I didn't go home as much as possible, mm. even when my mom was at home. Like, I didn't get to do all those things because, God forbid, if I had COVID and I spread it. or we didn't know. And we didn't. That's the thing. It's like, and you can't help those things. And I know, like, my brother and I talk about it all the time because he def- he was taking precautions like crazy. And I know it's like that's something that's going to sit with him because he didn't travel home. Like, luckily, weirdly enough, when my buddy, like, I had a bachelor party that happened to be in Vero Beach. Mm. And it just happened to line up that my mom was still home at the time. And that was over the summer. And I believe that was the last time, like, my mom was home. Like, and so, like, if that didn't happen, if we didn't decide to go there, like, I wouldn't have had that moment. And that part just, it hurts. Because for so many people, they didn't get that chance. And for so long, you weren't able to visit people that passed. And it's just such a crappy situation. So, yeah, when I think about, like, wow, we're going to be able to have family gatherings. It's just, it's weird because now we're going to be able to do it and. My family looks a lot different mm. a year ago. You know, we lost two, three members of my family in a period of two months. Yeah. Mm. So it is, it's just a weird feeling. It's like, wow, life's back to normal, but it's just, but it's never going to be the but same. But for you, it's like, but but at this point, what does matter? Right. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And what is normal? Exactly. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. Cool. I know that uh, last night, uh, roommate Dylan was saying that he saw this tweet that said that everybody over the next couple of weeks should be very kind to themselves as we start to sort of see the news clips and people start replaying and like we're doing on this podcast and sort of reflecting on where we've been for a year because we've all been through in our own different ways these very traumatic experiences and everybody's going to feel differently so You know, somebody is rejoicing because they're going to go see somebody. Yeah. You're obviously upset because your family's not 
the same as it was after all of this is over. Yeah. So we all collectively should just really be kind to ourselves and our our hearts and our minds and our mental health. Mm -hmm. And if you need to like take a day from work, if you need to do whatever it is to sort of just soothe yourself, this is the time to do it as we start to relive what we all have been going through for the past year. Because everyone's feelings are valid. Yes. And there shouldn't be expectation. Right. And that's what makes me nervous a little bit about, because obviously everyone's workplace is probably going through the same thing. Right. Um, like, you know, we'll have our Microsoft Teams meeting, and, like, the big question is, like, well, when do we, when do we start doing stuff? Mm-hmm. And it's weird. I feel almost a little bit, like, fear. Mm-hmm. To resume life the way it was. Right. And I don't know if anybody else feels that oh way, Oh, my God. Let me just tell you real quick before you go on. I had lunch by myself at Armature Works yesterday. Yeah. I got scared. Really? Like, I was sitting there, and I got weirdly emotional. Because mm. I haven't been around a lot of people like that before. And it was just, like, watching everybody and... Giving yourself grace. And I was like, I'm scared to do an event. Not because of coronavirus, but just... Thank you. Oh, my ring light. Oh, (laughs) sorry. That's fine. Like, just being around people again and just not knowing how to be a normal human. But, yes, because we don't. Right. So it's just, we're all in a very weird time. So I, sorry to cut you off, but. No. I was, like, sitting there eating my chicken tenders. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. Like, it's going to be really weird to do things like we were doing them before. But that's the thing. Like, our, and this is not, like, a slam on anybody or our management or anything. But, um, it's, I don't think it's possible and I don't think we should just jump back into I don't know what happened to the video it's fine the video just went out oh we'll just keep you can hear us audio wise I think on the video okay so I don't know um why but I feel like we shouldn't and I don't really want to just jump back into like how events looked in February 2020 Mm. or per prior right like it just does it seems like maybe we should think about how we do things and listen to ourselves Mm, yeah more than just pushing through stuff that maybe we don't want to do or don't feel comfortable doing or have a thought about because um i think the one good thing that came out of that first part of the pandemic when everything was so uncertain was this sense of relief that I felt where I was like, okay, I'm going to get a break from doing things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm like, why did I feel so much relief? Right. Like, I love this job. Right. But maybe we should listen more to that and not push ourselves so much. Yes. I don't know. Agreed. No, I I, I had a conversation with uh, boss man Wilton Holly, if you want to re-enter. Oh, am I? Is it me? Uh, yeah, come back on in. I found a meme, or one of my friends had a meme that really kind of does this. It's for women, but, I mean, it's not just for women. Mm-hmm. I would say this is for men, so I'll replace women with people. Um, By the way, real quick before you read that, if you are watching the YouTube channel, this video is going to be real 
effed up. So I'm going to post the video, but you probably should just listen to the audio part of the podcast uh, to really, like, get the full experience. Got it. So uh, it says she believed she could, and she almost did, because you know that thing. She believed she could, and she did. I actually mm. have that on my wall in the office that we no longer use. Mm-hmm. She believed she, maybe I'll say they. Mm. They believed they could, and they almost did. But then a pandemic hit, and someone asked them to do double the amount of work with the same amount of hours in the day. And someone else asked them to be the best version of themselves while running on fumes. And they lost track of realistic expectations until they heard all the people talking, realized they weren't alone, poured another cup of coffee, and decided their best was enough. Mm. The pandemic. Mm. Your best is enough. What with that, let's revisit a year ago. Ooh, when we didn't know. When we had no clue. So if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you probably want to hop on to uh, the uh, Spotify, Apple podcast, the Hot 101.5 app, and uh, listen, because we didn't do the video part of the podcast then, and you can listen to what it was like March 12th, 2020. Miguel and Holly on Hot 101.5. We are Tampa Bay. Uh, So right now we're recording this uh, Thursday, March 12th. And things have been a little scary Mm -hmm. right now. So if you're listening to this like two months from now, a month from now, or even like this weekend, things are rapidly changing. So just know that if it sounds dated, yeah. obviously that's why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so last night is when I saw all of the updates about uh, President Trump putting the uh, travel ban for Europe mm-hmm. um, into place here. And then all of a sudden, uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson admitted that or came forward and said they have the uh, coronavirus and then the NBA canceled the rest of their season. And it was like a one-two All punch. All at once. Like, I was watching CNN in the bed last night, and it was, they were like, and Rita Wilson and Tom, wait, oh, oh, wait, we have another update. Yeah. And then CNN, they're like, do-do-do, breaking news, yeah. NBA postponed season. And I sat up in the bed, and I was like, well, this is it. I know. Like, I came out because I was putting my daughter to bed, and I came out to the living room and checked my phone. I had, like, all these messages. It's a group text with the two of you, Scott and Miguel, and our boss, Will. And the the first thing I saw somehow was Scott saying, I hope I come back as a tree. <laughs> I was like, wait. Well, I can't spell reincarnation, so I just put, I hope it comes as a tree. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, wait, wait. We may be <laughs> panicking ourselves. But it was very intense for about... 45 minutes last night when we suddenly got deluged with all this info about COVID-19. And um, we had to then choose how to talk about it on the air this morning, uh, uh, Thursday. That was Wednesday. So we talked about it on the air Thursday. And it's tough. I mean, as radio people, we are supposed to take you out of your reality. We're supposed to provide a break so that, you know, you can enjoy your morning. Right. But it's also our job to uh, inform mm-hmm. and keep our community safe. Yeah, it is. I will tell you, since we have some time to just sort of like think about it. Oh, that note is for me. Oh. Something we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Oh. Um, it, it's so, I just know that 
we are not a news organization. So when if we worked for Fox 13 here in Tampa Bay or CNN, like there are a staff of people they have researchers, they have producers, they have all these people that are making sure that whatever they're relaying to you is uh, as accurate as possible. They have doctors on, you know, on call so right. that they can get their doctoral opinion. Absolutely. Well, it's just us. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like this morning, I felt this incredible burden on my shoulders to making sure that we are informing you as best possible and also uh, keeping you calm and then also hopefully putting a smile on your face. It's a weird balance. It is. And so, you know, when I when I get here in the morning and I write out like we have, a, you know, three pieces of paper that have our this is what we're talking about between six, uh, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock and nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I sort of organize it all together. And so to me, I feel like every day I put together a puzzle for the show of like, how are we going to organize this information and how can we give it to you in a way that makes sense? Right. That doesn't freak you out. And also that is like makes sense to us. Yeah. So we can explain it correctly and not freak you out and not give any misinformation out. And so sometimes because we're not journalists and it's not like we're just like, here, here's the facts. We got to follow the facts up and then we got to tell you a funny story. So there's just a lot like that goes through your mind when you're putting on a morning show and also dealing with. A pandemic, yes. which we've never dealt with before. No, we have. I mean, but but not on the scale. No. Like we've had like a, you know H one N one and stuff right. like that. Which but was it, also a pandemic. But right. this one is different in that we're we're having to take more precautions than we did even back then. But the reason I say that we have mm-hmm. is because I want to provide at least a little bit of credibility. And this was a, a nonsense thing that happened, but it just irritated me a little bit. Because at the end of the show, somebody called up and was like, can I make an appointment with Dr. Holly? And then hung up on us. Right. Oh, yeah. We were getting calls like that all day. Right. Like, okay, I get it. I'm not a doctor and I'm not uh, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not even a doctorate of like psychology. (laughs) I I have my bachelor's degree in communications. Nice. But what I have is close to 15 years of broadcast knowledge on how to deal with situations like this. So you can't say that I don't know what I'm doing and talking about a little bit. Right. There's a reason why I and Miguel and even Scott are in this position because we have been trained for situations like this. You hear Miguel talking about the burden of, you know, what to talk about and how and where and when. We've been trained for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And when we did go through H1N1, we learned stuff. Right. When we went through, you know, the Pulse nightclub shooting, we learned stuff. And we have sources that we rely on, and we do as best as we can to gather all the info and then pass it on to you in the most easily digestible way because we know that you trust us. So to the people that are calling, they're like, why the hell should I believe this random girl on the radio? I have training. Right. And you can always Google it after we say it so you can see if it's correct or not. This is true. Uh, Let's, as you said that, Holly, I thought this is a good opportunity to sort of go down uh, memory lane because as you were talking about, you know, we have these years of training. And I remember the first uh, lesson I got in how to be a proper broadcaster in times of trouble was Uh. when I was in college radio. 
in uh, Statesboro, Georgia, at WVGS 919 The Buzz, Georgia Southern's 10 in a row station. Mm -hmm. And we had a hostage situation. I remember it was MLK Day in 2006. And it was that Monday, I was at the station getting some stuff done, and I got a call from someone on the request line that said, I heard there's a bomb at Walmart. And I was like, what? Now, granted, remember, I was 20 at the time. So I my only on-air radio experience at that time was my college radio station where it was recorded and then played overnight. Mm. That was it. That was my only experience in radio so far. And so I called our then-program director, who was another student, which was Stephen Kramer, who we used to work with, we talked about before. <laughs> and I remember this. I was like, hey, Stephen, I just got this phone call. What do I do? And he goes, I'm at Waffle House. Just get on the air and ask. Get on the air and ask. Now, that was 2006. It's 2020. Now, I know better. Yeah. Back then... It seemed like a good idea at the time. I turned the microphone on. I said, 919 The Buzz, Georgia Southern's 10 in a row station. It's Spanish Michael. And I just got a call from Amanda who said she heard there's a bomb at Walmart. Oh, God. Oh, God. Have you heard anything? Call us up. And whatever the phone number call was. Us up. Call Like it's a talk call topic. 20. Hey, hey, who sleeps naked? Call us up. Hey, y'all heard about that bomb at the Walmart? Call us up. Call us up. Now, let me tell you what happened literally 10 minutes later. And this is how I knew this is the power of radio. The FBI, oh. Oh. the FBI called and said, hey, did someone on your radio station say there was a bomb at Walmart? And I was like, yeah, it was me. We're trying to get some information. And they were like, <laughs> don't do that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lesson they number one. Right. And they were like, so here's what's going on. And they gave me just like the headline of what I think the newspaper had just come out with, mm -hmm. that it was like someone was mad at a lawyer and they had taken them hostage. or I don't even remember the details now. But uh, that was my first lesson. And we don't repeat everything we hear. Right. So know that when we do give you information, we are making sure that if I see a notification from CNN on my phone and we're on the air, I'm also going to look at Fox News, MSNBC, uh, uh, Tampa Bay Times. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that what we're giving you is correct. I've gotten burned in the past with just absolutely stupid random stuff. Like when I was way back in the day doing country radio on the midday and I said something about um, the day that we'll live in infamy and I said the wrong day. Oh. And like yeah. it I don't think I need to tell you how outraged people were. Oh, that instance alone taught me check yo shit. Yes. So, yes, yes. and that was in like oh five. Right. And then um, I think, and I don't. When when were you when nine eleven happened? Uh, I was in high school. I was a junior okay. in high school. See, I was in college, and I was a broadcasting student when that happened. Mm, so that was a learning experience. Absolutely. Where you know we look to our professor to say, well, what what do we say on the air? He's like, you stick to just the facts that we're getting from the AP, and then when the time is right, we flip to um you know our news partner for just go to coverage like that. Right. So it's like we have this experience, and these people that are like, why should I listen to you? I'm like, okay. Because I do have some knowledge. Right. And I, the reason I'm employed with this job and I'm not some, like, yokel from the woods that's like, <laughs> hey, y'all better watch out. Like, I, I bring experience. Right. And I'm going to double and triple check my sources. 
And if something isn't right, I will correct it. But everything I do is like double and triple checked. So I couldn't, it wasn't that I was scared last night when we learned all this. I wasn't filled with anxiety or dread or panic. What I was, was on a search for information. Mm-hmm. And that's what, because I was like, I can't sleep. Why can't I sleep? And I'm just scrolling and scrolling and looking at all the different news outlets, constantly refreshing. And I'm like, it's because over the course of the last 15 years, I have trained myself to absorb information, mm. to throw out the stuff that mm-hmm. it is not necessary, right. but to take in what is necessary, Come, you know, get this source, get that source. What are we looking at here? What are the experts saying? And what can I deliver? And know that that's what we're doing on days like today and over the next coming days, because we don't know what's going to happen. This is sort of uncharted territory on this scale right. of some sort of pandemic. And so, you know... We're here with you, making sure that you were getting you all the news. I'm, and please believe, I am here for some conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. I'm not sharing my conspiracy theories on the radio. No, not right now. Holly will do it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. But not broadcast over the airwaves. Please give me a little bit more credit, okay? (laughs) I will keep my conspiracy theorist ass at, at the podcast level. I would never bring that to the air. Scott, have you had any sort of situations like that yet in your young broadcast career? No, nothing I can think of right now. This is probably the most serious that I think it's gotten with, mm. like, me in an actual position like this. There's nothing ever at USF when I was on the radio. It was mostly, like, that was just fun stuff that was happening. But this is probably, like, the most, you know, serious to pay attention to how you say things, what you say, when you say it. Because, I mean, I was broadcasting a lot, like, here when we had... Well, like the hurricanes, a couple, like, and it was pretty serious. We didn't know if it was going to hit directly Mm. here in Tampa Bay. So I was doing that a little bit and being very careful with, you know, how you go about, like, when you bring it up, how you bring it up, because you don't want to put people in a a panic. But this is probably the biggest. So... There's a lot of lessons happening right now. Yeah, you're you're getting the learning right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and it is. It's it's heavy. Uh, and that's when I really realized the power of what we say and, like, making sure that you get it right um, to also the best of your knowledge and making sure that you have all your information right. Like earlier this morning when we were in our 6 o'clock hour and we were, uh, I think we were about to do radio blogs or something, and they had just – started the um the press conference, the press about, conference County schools. about one of the middle schools closing down and like we pretty much had the headlines but i was like let's not mention it on the air until we have a moment to read it all mm-hmm. digest it and then we can relay the information to you because we don't want to give you some stuff that you don't know about um i was gonna say that there was oh and also in that when we had this hostage situation we then turned on into like this mini news source And so, like, that was that afternoon where the hostage situation started. So then we had um, one of our our midday uh, ladies, Courtney J., Statesboro Sweetheart. Mm. We sent her down to the scene, and she was, like, giving us updates. And so this was, like, my first experience in college about, like, how do you get information out? And then we decided we are going to drop all music, and we were going to talk about it. And so then we're like, well, how do you feel, fill all this time up with stuff? And so literally we were calling like professors who were like criminal, criminal justice um, uh, uh, professors about the legal system or like what could possibly happen, trying to get someone from the newspaper to give us like what they know. And then Courtney J was like on the street interviewing people with her phone. And then like, I remember like, all night we were on the air sort of, like, giving updates and whatnot. I mean, it was a pretty intense situation. Where was, like, the adult? We were the adults. We that's, were. But, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that's great, except in times like 
that, where it's like there should have probably been one senior level adult at your college radio station to be making calls about how you, like, for example, right. so you wouldn't have had to call a student manager about, right. what do I do with this bomb threat? Right. And then he was like, I'm at Waffle House. Like, in that moment, there mm. probably should have been an adult present. I mean, I think because, uh, now granted, if it would have been, you know, like a active shooter situation or something like that, where, like, people, like, the general public was about to be harmed, then the advisor would have, like, you know, come forward and said, hey, let me help you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, too, they were pretty good about letting us sort of figure it out. And so, like, literally, once we got through that first, like, all right, well, we don't just go in there and say, (laughs) anybody heard about a bomb? Oh, man. Oh, you don't do that. Yeah. But then, like, I, I I, was pretty proud of that coverage. And I think one of my old, like, my first producer ever in college radio, I, he probably has some of the CDs <laughs> of when we did that. And I would love to sort of hear how we were like, hello, Oh, this is 91.9 The Buzz. Oh, dear. Like, you go from like, oh hey, God. guys, it's Spanish Michael to, hi, yeah. this is Spanish Michael oh, on 91.9 The Buzz. Uh, Oh my gosh. Those were the days. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.